Welcome to the St. Michael Easter podcast series. My name is Chris Garada, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Easter is community, rediscovering one another. After being physically separated for more than a year, we look forward to the opportunity to reconnect and become even more the kind of community that God intends. May the power of the resurrection strengthen us on this journey. Thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. A reading from the second chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd, saying, Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with deeds of power, wonders, and signs that God did through him among you, as you yourselves know, this man, handed over to you according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of those outside the law. But God raised him up, having freed him from death, because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. Moreover, my flesh will live in hope, for you will not abandon my soul to Hades or let your Holy One experience corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Fellow Israelites, I may say to you confidently of our ancestor David that he both died and was buried and his tomb is with us today. Since he was a prophet, he knew that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would not put one of his descendants on his throne. Foreseeing this, David spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, saying he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh experience corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that all of us our witnesses. Here ends the reading. Well, happy Easter, my friends. After our journey through Lent, it's such a gift to celebrate Easter, to celebrate the gift of this life, and to celebrate with hearty alleluias once more. Whenever I celebrate Easter, I can't help but think of the children in our church who go through a unique experience from Lent to Easter each year. Now, I'm sure most of you know the tradition of burying the Alleluias, but perhaps it's been some time since you thought about it. Each year, the children at St. Michael prepare for Lent by doing something special. They make physical representations of the word Alleluia, a word that they're familiar with, and then they literally bury those papers somewhere. Now, I've seen children go as far as digging holes outside to bury the papers, but most recently, the burying at St. Michael has been done inside. In fact, most recently, the papers were buried underneath the celebrant's chair in the big church. This act of burying written alleluias is a brilliant way to help children understand the uniqueness of Lent. Lent is a time when we remember that the world without the gift of Christ is a world in which pain and heartbreak might actually be the end. Yet Lent ends with the new light and celebration of Easter, the recognition that Christ is in the world and that God's divine presence is here to save us from the darkness. In that moment of hope, in that moment when we recognize the amazing love of Christ, the children uncover their buried papers and with great shouts proclaim Alleluia once more. Now this celebration does not stop with the kids. 
All of us, in our own ways, can now shout Alleluia once more, for Christ has come into the world for each one of us to show God's love is pure and complete and that we have nothing to fear, not even death itself. Now we know this intellectually, and many of us can truly celebrate today. But there are those among us who, for many reasons, may not feel like celebrating. Today's lesson, taken from the book of Acts, recalls an important moment when Peter bears witness to the truth of God in Christ. This moment should be put in context. The disciples who had followed Jesus saw his execution, and yet, only three days later, the tomb was empty. They met the resurrected Jesus back from the dead, and Jesus told them that they would be baptized by the Holy Spirit very soon, that the power of the Holy Spirit would come upon them so that they could witness to the truth of Christ as Messiah for all humanity to the ends of the earth. What good news! Except that moment of goodness passed relatively quickly. Jesus ascended into heaven, which meant that they were left alone on earth, waiting for the Holy Spirit, waiting for the moment when they would receive the power of the Spirit to begin telling the story of Jesus to the world. Now, if you followed our podcast in Lent, you know that in the final episode, the one from Good Friday, I recalled Peter's denial. Peter, having been the outspoken leader of the disciples, is hovering outside Jesus' prison cell when he is recognized by others standing near the fire. Peter, out of fear, denied knowing Jesus at all. His vehement denials, three in a row, are done just before the rooster crows, and Peter remembers Jesus' words and runs away in tears. In that moment, Peter feels as if nothing he has done and nothing he will ever be able to do can make up for his blatant, cowardly denial. And then, an incredible moment comes when the angel says to the women at the empty tomb, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. In that moment, we learn something radically important about the nature of God. As I said on Friday, Jesus gave everything to make one thing perfectly clear to each and every one of us. God loves you. There is nothing you have ever done and nothing you will ever do that will separate you from the love of God. Period. No exceptions. And today... We are promised to be given the divine power of the Spirit to do the amazing work God calls us to do. We have been given the gift of new life, the gift of healing what is broken, the gift that can overcome even the most devastating moments in our lives. God's message is for us, for you. Christ is risen. He goes ahead of you to lead the way, to lift you up and to bring you to eternal life. And we have been given the power of the Spirit to be the hands and feet and hope and love of Christ in the world. This Easter season, I hope you will travel the way of love with us as we imagine how we can be different and indeed better as we move out of this pandemic. We have the opportunity to reimagine our church community, who we wish to be and how we wish to live together. You see, we are not alone. For God has raised Christ from the dead, freed him from death itself, and we are witnesses to that power today and every day. We have nothing to fear, and we can renew a right spirit together. 
Now that deserves one big hallelujah and an amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that those who celebrate with all the Paschal Feast may be found worthy to attain to everlasting joys. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.